0: Joel Bouchard, a doctoral student in psychology, and with me today is Mr. Norman Gayford, professor of English and philosophy. In the United States in 2020, the average life expectancy dropped 1.9 years. In 2021, it dropped an additional four-tenths of a year, putting us about five years behind every other developed nation. Experts have long said that this deficit is largely due to lifestyle choices, things like smoking, drinking, overeating, and lack of exercise. The enormous drop just mentioned over the past two years has been attributed to COVID deaths caused by a lack of vaccination and masking. Whereas many countries around the world enforced public health mandates to ensure their citizens' safety, the U.S. saw an enormous backlash to such measures, citing the impingement of freedom as the cause. There is little else needed in terms of explanation to describe the importance of the philosophy regarding freedom. All right. So normally, I like to. <laughs> yeah, that was a
1: that was a, a pretty um, not yeah. grim, but uh,
0: sobering. Yeah, that's not normally how I like to start the shows. <laughs> but you know, I was thinking about it and talking about freedom and and what is a good, um, you know, what's an impactful way of demonstrating the importance of um, thinking about this philosophically there's really no greater case study that everybody's familiar with than the current circumstances yeah absolutely so we'll start you know asking the question what what is freedom and as we always say joel
1: it's it's uh, more complicated than one would think isn't it because they're all kinds of freedoms. So, in that, not going in any particular sense of order, but there are two philosophically often discussed baselines. Freedom to do something and freedom from certain things. Um, so, freedom from coercion hmm. or freedom to speak. And, and so on. So, if we start with that, then we can go into all of the subcategories, economic freedom, social freedom, um, educational freedom, and, and and medical choice freedom. And so, there, there's something like uh, on some of the Planetary. There's a. Uh, there are a couple of organizations that have done studies of looking at uh, using eighty-two or eighty-three indicators of overall levels of freedom in about ninety-eight percent of the countries on the planet. And so they've ranked those countries. Well, we don't even fall within the top fifteen mm. for having the most freedoms. And I, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, and then we can go back to talk about the definition more. But just, just for that, I think it's really interesting when we have country music songs and all kinds of people celebrating. Well, at least I live in the United States where at least I know I'm free and and this, this kind of stuff. Well, yeah, but it turns out not nearly as much as a bunch of other people are in a lot of other places. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, we've we've talked about it a, a lot of over the episode. You know, of course you don't <laughs> Uh, you know, it's walking a, a fine line, but um, you know, part of philosophy is thinking about things critically, right and right. trying to um, establish okay, what sort of things are are being hey you know having pride in where you live and what sort of things are um, implicit mindsets that have sort of been put there by, uh, nationalistic propaganda that you've heard your whole life. That sure. sort of thing, which which every really every nation
1: has. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, human beings do ideological self-training because we want to keep order. Well, there's a relationship, order and freedom, that, that we may end up talking about. But but yeah, so the freedom uh, the freedom to act, the freedom to speak, that's, that's the freedom to part. And um, the, the degree of absence of coercion and forced activity and, and domination and, and so on, that's the other side of it. Uh, if you're not enslaved, then you're free by some definitions. But existentially, when we go back to existentialism, just to to carve out the space here, that you you are ultimately free because the universe doesn't care. And so it's entirely up to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an interesting spot. You know, right off the bat, you have an important distinction in discussing freedom, which you brought up is this idea of, freedom to do something or freedom from something Mm -hmm. that's sort of interesting because you're using one word freedom to describe almost opposite conditions really. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you're starting and I was reading, you know, some definitions when we were before the show, um, and that, that first definition, you know, freedom to do something, um, you know, you're really talking about, Oh, okay. Well, if I have the ability to do something, I can do it, you know, and, but freedom from something is the exact opposite. It's saying, okay, well, here's one thing that has an overarching control and you, you're away from it. You know? Right. Right. So you, it, maybe you're talking about the same thing, but whereas in the first description, you're attributing freedom to the individual in the second description, freedom is in the hands of whatever the other thing is, the, the organization or another individual or some concept um you know and you're trying to have freedom from that thing
1: yes and then there's an an additional that can sort of a connector with both of those things which is makes a very muddy part of the discussion that uh folks in philosophy argue about plentifully which is to say well i have i have the freedom of movement i can go anywhere i want let's say if somebody says that and you say oh so you can go to the riviera and go get a fine hotel and and yes i have the freedom to do that but can you do that no unless i have the economic means unless you know, unless i have the the conditions that allow that so so theoretically there's a freedom but realistically conditions mitigate
0: the freedoms we say we all have. <laughs> yeah, and that's an interesting thing to think of is where where are the limits of freedom in that regard, right? Does freedom apply to um things we want or things we need or things that are possible, right? Like mm-hmm. if I say that like I'm free to um Fly like a bird, right? Like nobody's stopping me, but I don't have the ability to do it. Is that that doesn't really? I just got an, an image in my head of Coyote and Roadrunner and Acme product to help you fly. So, I don't think that that freedom probably isn't a um an apt term there, right? Because it's it's we're describing something that's not right. possible. Can freedom apply to a situation that's not possible? Am I actually free to 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 fly like a bird, even though that capability isn't within my grasp. You're free Um, to try. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, shifting that back to the example that you just had. Oh, well, I'm free to go to the Riviera, right? Well, in that case, this thing is physically achievable. um, But for a large number of people, for all intents and purposes, it's not possible, Mm right? Right. So then we're, trans- we're you know, we're sort of transporting from a black and white area, flying like a bird into something that's a little bit more gray where we're saying, well, there's nothing um, that would, you know, I mean, really, honestly, if you took, you know, somebody from a very bad circumstance and somebody from a very good circumstance and you had them swap clothes, you know, and, and just yes. put some money in their pocket, um, which is, just sort of an imaginary concept in itself um they could go there right right but the situations of human civilization sort of prohibit that they, they, they do there, there are all kinds of
1: mitigating things that i think we are in this time requ- we need to require of our, require of ourselves to think about it. because it's not the simplistic stuff on the surface it's underneath you Uh, And so if I hop to something as another example of voting rights restrictions, well, you're free to vote. Well, yes, if you have transport, since in some states, the number of places you can vote has been limited. If you have the capacity at a certain time of day to get to a place that might be far away, if you can overcome your feelings of intimidation that are purposely put in place to try to keep people from, and so on. So, so the, the, conditions, uh, what are the true alternatives that one has? That's what the philosophically freedom, uh, causes us to ask what, uh, if freedom implies having choices, what are the choices really when you, when you, when you decloak all of the, apparatus that uh, seems to be behind the scenes about about the, the right or the capacity
0: yeah and that that has um you know personal and societal implications as well as very large overarching philosophical implications in terms of determinism and, and free will and that sort of thing right yes yes but would you think do you think it's accurate to say that um when we're talking about freedom there's to me it seems like there's always two parties right there's there's somebody trying to be free and then there's somebody or something that they're trying to be free from right or you know whether it's a concept or an organization or a person yes yes so and that two person dynamic sort of dictates power as being an integral part of the discussion of freedom yeah and that power dynamic, um, I think when it comes to a person to person or a person to organization freedom um, discussion, then it opens up sort of two other avenues where you're talking about explicit freedom and implicit freedom. That's right. Which is kind of what you're talking that's, about. That's right. Voting rights is a really good example, right? You know, it's easy to explicitly say, you know, anybody who is. This age and this citizenship status is free to vote. Yes. But then implicitly, what are the attitudes or what are the structures or what are the things that are set up in place in order to mitigate the power that the two parties have in determining their freedom?
1: That, that's really it.
0: I mean, we say we have a representative democracy,
1: a democratic republic. Okay. Uh, but the representatives, Uh, of the population often do do not, if you look at the polls, uh, carry out the wishes of of the people. Uh, A majority of people in our country believe in trans rights. A majority of people in our country believe that limiting voting rights is wrong. 60, 65, 70, 75 percent, depending on those things that I just mentioned, but a majority. But that doesn't stop a minority being loud enough to say, no, no, no. And and so there's another level of this discussion of freedom, where we, we tell ourselves the story that we have uh, uh, equal freedoms with everyone, and we know historically and, and on any number of levels that that's just not the case. Well, it can be the case if we work on it more, but that means one has to be committed to the idea of freedom. John Stuart Mill comes up a lot in these discussions. You've, you've probably encountered him when you were preparing, too. And one of the things he says is, whatever crushes individuality is despotism, by whatever name it is called not the violent conflict between parts of the truth but the quiet suppression of half of it is the formidable evil there is always hope when people are forced to listen to both sides and you and i've mm-hmm. talked about this a lot it is when they attend to only one that errors harden into prejudices and truth itself ceases to
0: have effect yeah yeah and i mean we talk <laughs> we've been talking about it on the show you know forever but especially recently with a few of the topics that we've done and you know even earlier in this show i i always feel that little tinge of um uneasiness talking about um united states propaganda right you know right. Right. and we know we know that every country does this right it's a, it's a way of keeping order it's a way of establishing freedoms for right. in for citizens and stuff but um Anytime time we talk about that, there's that little voice in the back of your head. Um, Usually, a person that you know personally, and what they would say if they hear you talking about you're that. You're being naughty.
1: You're saying the wrong <laughs> thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: you're you're a traitor. You're this thing or the other thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's. <sighs> and and,
1: and it's, if if it is if it is if to speak. Uh, of of seeking a a freedom of embracing factuality uh do we and and then or, or 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 whatever we think we have a right to i mean freedom suggests rights to or from we said that before but what we think we have a right to is often not what is in
0: ensconced in the documents that we say that we revere yeah and so that that kind of brings us back to that question you know what what does freedom apply to you know is it just you know we especially here in america that's that's a big sticking point with things nowadays is do you you do you have you know do you have freedom to do whatever you want do you have freedom to to do what you need um you know what <laughs> what where I mean, we
1: we have the freedom of doing a podcast, in which we we uh, try to use our considerable mentality <laughs> <laughs> to, to to bring to bear on, on on ideas, and what we try to do at our best, I think, is to look at what's playing into any particular idea. What are all the different streams that are going into this? So, what we've all come out of across the planet, as you said right at the beginning, uh, about the idea of masking, we we had worse devastation from COVID than really anywhere else that had the capacity, uh, had the access to masks, had the access to uh, the being inoculated, and and as you said, people were going full bore on the idea of this and any mandate intrudes on my freedom. And on the surface, that sounds really, you know, American, but what does that mean? Sounds American. Well, if you look back at at our documents, the very things that lots of groups now are saying we've got to call ourselves... Constitutional sanctuaries are all, all kinds of names for it. What, what you're really saying is, okay, we've we have to adhere to the, our founding documents plus the what 27 of what the amendments. Okay. Yeah. And and what do those amendments specify? And do we really believe in that? Because if we do, then there are things that we we cannot do. By the very nature, Jean-Jacques Rousseau was drawn upon a, a As well as other philosophers for building those documents of freedom that we embrace. And and part of that was back to another discussion we had what do you owe the, the government and the larger population, and what does it owe to you as an individual? And it's always a negotiated space. Which is as much as to say, there have always been mandates. The the very document itself is a kind of complicated mandate.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, you know a lot of people don't know that part of U.S. history. But um, after the country was formed between 1776 and I want to say 1812, in the War of 1812, England saw that the United States was weak, so they decided they were going to take it back. Yeah. And part of the reason the United States was weak is that the original founding documents didn't have any provision for collecting revenue for the country. Yeah. So yeah. there was no federal money to form an army or have you know any sort of protection or infrastructure, these sorts of things. And Britain said, oh, okay, well, we'll just take it back. <laughs> you know. And so they got, and they came very close to doing so. And then afterwards, um, they had to introduce... Um, documents for taxation right Mm -hmm. and to this day that's still a hot button topic right people oh they love to to complain about taxes in the u.s we're one of the lowest taxed countries in the world we we are (laughs) and and yet we we gripe
1: more than any
0: (laughs) and and you know and then again we you know looking at what your what your taxes are buying right um compared to other places you know when you look at places that have universal health care or um man you know leave for the things and you see that well we 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 don't have many taxes and more than half of what we do have just goes to defense spending when we're already just leaps and bounds above everybody else on earth um but yeah so again we're talking about freedom and and let's let's go back to covid right because that's an interesting one um when i look at the podcast statistics right um You can look at the map and see that we have listeners all over the entire world, and there's a giant gaping zero over China, right? Mm. So in China, um, people there don't have the freedom to listen to a podcast like this for pretty obvious reasons if you've been listening to the first 20 minutes of this podcast. Right, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, if if you look at... um, how the government is able to handle something like COVID, right? It issues a mandate. Everybody has to follow it. Whereas in the U.S., um, all right, some things are issued. uh, People don't really follow them. And then there's a bunch of squabbling among the various levels of government about whether um, it's a legitimate thing. And then a bunch of people die, a bunch of people get sick, and we, we all move on with our lives, right? So, again, in one place, we're talking about freedom, right? So, here... Um, as individuals and as um, different levels of government, we have fr- the freedom to uh, deny our government issuing mandates, right? But you could almost make the argument in a country like um, like China that the individuals there might have freedom from um, the fear of of COVID because their government put. Um, a mandate yeah. in place to protect them now that's a purely theoretical thing there's you no, know but-, no,
1: but, the, but, but the point is it is when you assert uh and i will not comply idea well you know no one that i'm aware of in any any reportage on right left or center was was held at gunpoint and threatened with their lives if they refused to comply. Now, there were people who had to leave their jobs because they were putting at risk the people they serve and the people that they work with. But they made a choice. They had the freedom of that choice. And often the rhetoric during the whole worst of it uh, was, look what they're doing to me. No, they're not doing something to you. Existentially, you made a choice. Mm. And, and 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 so you own it, you embrace it. You didn't want to to mask for whatever reasons, or you, or you didn't want to be vaccinated for whatever reasons. You asserted that freedom, but there are always consequences for the assertion of freedoms, even if the consequences are are vague,
0: nebulous, and and galactic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so. Applying that to the reverse situations, oh, um, and we'll we'll use another developed country, like um, let's let's say Australia or Canada, right? Some place, um, where maybe you have the you have freedom from illness, right? Because you have universal health care, mm-hmm. um, but you have more taxes taken from you. Like you said, it's a negotiation. Like there's a power, there's um, you know, a power balance there between two two entities. Yes. So how do we differentiate between freedom and and liberty? Uh What a
1: good question. How do you define liberty?
0: This was a difficult one. I'm I'm, I'm asking. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I think that might be the best place to start is actually just. Let's um, go with the liberty. There was was a really interesting um, quote from, I'll see who it was um we'll we'll both look some things the state
1: of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life behavior or political views so that sounds like uh, freedom but liberty sounds like all the elements of freedom writ, writ large So maybe it's a synonym uh the power or scope to act as one pleases; individuals should enjoy the liberty to pursue their own interests and preferences. Aren't these grand-sounding things? Yeah. Until, and I'm not speaking for anybody but me, but uh, but until you run into pieces of legislation in Alabama, Texas, can tick off a number of states, George, where, oh, where suddenly a whole group of human beings uh, do not get to be considered human beings and have the freedom to uh, let's see to uh, not have to live with this oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life or behavior or political views so it's, it's uh, we have the liberty to engage in rhetoric. We have the liberty to engage in conversation. We have the liberty to encounter counter ideas, until somebody says we don't. In in legal documentation, yeah, it's as fast as that. We say we have liberty, and then suddenly the liberty's not there. There yeah. hasn't been a national discussion about it. There hasn't been a, a a debate. Oh, there are people shouting, but there's but are you going to debate? the existence of of people you want to castigate other countries for genocidal behavior and you want yourself to limit people's uh, abilities you 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 want government to keep its hands out of your business so to speak there's a lot of that rhetoric going on right Mm -hmm. except when you decide the government ought to just take over your business (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so I I find the idea of liberty and and freedom mutual, although I think liberty is probably in one way uh, uh,
0: less used and therefore more ensconced in a bigger uh, arc. Yeah, I like this quote, and I'm going to just butcher the name. But um, Wendy Hui Chung Chung kind of explains the differences. She says, um, liberty is linked to human subjectivity. Freedom is not. Declaration of Independence, for example, describes men as having liberty and the nation as being free. Hmm. Free will, the quality of being free from the control of fate or necessity, may first have been attributed to human will, but Newtonian physics attributes freedom, degrees of freedom, free bodies, to objects. Hmm. Freedom differs from liberty as control differs from discipline. Liberty, like discipline, is linked to institutions and political parties, whether liberal or libertarian freedom is not although freedom can work for or against institutions it is not bound to them it travels through unofficial networks to have liberty is to be liberated from something Hmm. to be free is to be self-determining autonomous freedom can or cannot exist within a state of liberty one can be liberated yet unfree or free yet enslaved Hmm. Mm -hmm. very very good very good So yeah, so again, I think that you're you're absolutely right. Um, These these two concepts are um, inextricably interlinked. But I thought that that was sort of an interesting way of of differentiating. Yeah, of thinking about
1: it. Yeah. Well, and I I, and so I'm thinking of things like uh, that that are under such uh, attack uh, in our land now of the liberal arts. I gotta have have the word liberal. <laughs> it's just the liberal arts have existed since the Renaissance. We're not talking about politically liberal, liberal as in liberatory, as in liberating, which is what Wendy was talking about. Uh, to liberate one's mind from the shackles of being told what one ought to think. Liberate one's ability to create and so on and so forth that's that's what the humanities is about but it's not called the the the, the, the freedomities it's called liberal it's not uh freedom it's literal uh, liberal
0: and so uh, i i think she's on to something with that yeah and i think that that adds some context to some of the, like the scenarios that we that we had talked about right where um like the COVID example right in the u.s here um, individuals are free, you know, they're free to not abide by mandates, um, but they're really not liberated from from health concerns. Mm-hmm. Whereas in China, it would, it would sort of be the other way around. Okay, um, you know, you're you have a, a freedom from uh, the the thought of COVID, but you really don't have any liberty to choose your own. Your own sort of right. path, or be and, autonomous,
1: and, and 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 the the thing that I'm uh, trying to uh, express with this for us is not that you get vaccinations and automatically you don't get sick. There, there's not a hundred percent vaccination for anything. It 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 mitigates the possibility. It, it is kind of a, 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 a some kind of insurance for a large number of people. But there were people who did not comply. They got to do it. They're still complaining because other people complied. They didn't want anybody to comply. Well, you see, that's not thats not either liberty or freedom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine, you chose. I was at a meeting recently where somebody uh, declared that... Um, hydroxychloroquine would have saved the whole country if it hadn't been banned hydroxychloroquine was not banned you can go buy it where where it's sold and and use it and and so all the noise that gets raised about this is not rational approaches to thinking about what freedom means it's shouting and sloganeering but it's not the discussion. Uh, what what should we have the freedom to do? What should we have the freedom from? That, uh, I think, is the steady, should be the steady conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so sort of situating freedom um, within liberty, to, to, to convolute things even further, <laughs> there's also the concept of negative liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit, or do you think that's outside the scope of what we're... Well, I don't think it's outside the scope. I I, I think that uh,
1: negative liberty or or negative freedom, Uh, freedom from coercion. Uh, And so people might say, okay, you've just been talking about the the COVID example. Uh, We were coerced into wearing masks, someone might say. Well, Mostly, not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if you were going to keep certain jobs in healthcare, then then yes. But that was from the viewpoint of of any utilitarian, Jeremy Bentham or or the rest. That was for the good of many. Know, uh, if if you're working in, in a population of elderly people who or people whose health is already severely compromised to say i have the right not to do this and still work with these people is to say i have the right not to do this yes you do but you also have the right to uh, potentially infect and cause harm to a population that you serve and i would assert no you don't <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because there are limitations on our freedoms the freedom from does not mean the freedom. Freedom does not mean being able to do every single thing that you want anytime that you want it. Philosophically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's interesting is that that's sort of the struggle. Anytime we're talking about freedom or liberty, those are the two forces that are sort of fighting against each other is, is, um, this idea of liberty or neg- versus negative liberty, um, and negative liberty. Just to sort of define it for the listeners, like you were saying, negative liberty is the freedom from something, whereas liberty is the is the freedom to do something. So, um, yeah, you you'll see that a lot in the arguments, um, and you know, COVID again is the classic example, right? A negative liberty approach is saying. Um, well, I am. I should be free from having to wear a mask or free from getting uh, a vaccination. Um, I, so I, I shouldn't have to be bound by um, these external mandates. Whereas liberty is sort of the freedom to choose, right? And so, some people on the other side, right? So if if you take the negative liberty approach and say, "Well, I should be free." free from having to have a vaccination. That's a pretty explicit thing. Mm -hmm. But if you take the liberty approach and say, I should be free to choose to have a vaccination. Well, really that's what happened. Like you said earlier, like there was no mandatory vaccinations. Nobody said you have to get this, Um, but it was conditional, right? Right. You have to get this to keep this job or you have to keep You have to wear this mask in this area. Right. Um, So on the one on the one side, people might say that their freedoms or their 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 liberty is being impinged upon because these mandates are in place. But like we like we just said, there was no one hundred percent. You know, there was no uh, like you said. There's nobody putting a gun to somebody's head saying you have to do this. And I mean, you were it, presented. It, you were presented with a choice. You were
1: presented with a choice. We we have the least vaccinated number, as I said, in the Western world, and we had the most deaths. So. One could say that those who were most vociferous about um, their individual freedom got what they wanted. Uh, I think that's grim and rather sad, but 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 objectively, one could say that. Uh, Now, yes, there were severe restrictions on on business. You, know, you you. So people couldn't, out of the necessity of public health, go out and sit at a restaurant for a while. But you could. But the businesses adapted, and you could go pick food up and, and, and take it home. Uh, not every school shut down. People talk about all schools shut down. I've I've heard people here. In in our own county in New York State, say all the schools shut down was wrong. All the schools did not shut down. I can I can name you. I won't put the names on the radio, but uh, you know, on the radio, sorry, on on the podcast. But but uh, I could name you six at least in in the county in which we live that were still in session. There was a short time presuming, which came right back in, uh, into session. And then uh, like an elementary school would have one day off while the high school kept going. Uh, but there were modifications, sitting six feet apart, have classrooms and gymnasiums, and, and, and so on. There were there were adaptations. Sometimes with pre- People mean by freedom is the freedom to have everything stay exactly the way they think it ought to be forever, without any changes.
0: <laughs> that doesn't work that way, does it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there was—I was just reading uh, an article recently about um, Russian Russian soldiers in the Ukraine who hmm. um, took over Chernobyl and were were forced to dig in a radioactive forest and be exposed to potentially lethal. Doses of, of radiation, yeah. this sort of stuff. And that, I, I mean, again, these are s- just stark examples of the interplay of, of freedom and liberty and, um, you know, amongst organizations and individuals. Yeah. When did freedom become a focus of philosophy? I mean, surely it's something that people have always talked about. What were the first theories, yeah. you know?
1: I think we, probably in Plato's Republic, in which he's essentially laying out a map for the ideal, of course, ideal because it's Plato' way that uh, ideal governance. And you can't really argue that there, there there certainly wasn't a universal freedom schema going on in that. But I think whenever you start to do the utopia. Utopian kind of, here's how a society could work best. You are implicitly or explicitly taking on issues of freedom. I don't think it became well. And then there's the, the Augustine and, and so many writers within the church, but Augustine particularly about what which you have a freedom of, of as an individual soul. To do. Uh, God gives gives you free will well that gets debated a lot too doesn't it now Mm -hmm. but i think that's that started getting picked up um that that's as old as the sacred text but it's but it's certainly the new testament in the bible is one one example of many sacred texts but i don't think that it gets really really uh, chased until you get into the enlightenment era so the seventeen hundreds, 1700s, 1700s, and um, Rousseau and and um, John Locke and like John Locke, who says the end of the end of law, the end meaning purpose of law, is not to abolish or restrain, but to preserve and enlarge freedom. Hmm. So. Locke, who was called upon a lot by the founders of this country in writing the documentation, is saying law is not supposed to abolish things. It's not supposed to restrain things. It's supposed to preserve freedom and expand freedom. There, are, there should be a goodly number of eyes in legislation, legislative zones
0: going back to Locke. <laughs> yeah, that's a really powerful short quote there. Um, and then, you know, it's, you start to interpret laws that have been passed and, and, you know, say, okay, well, you know, what is the purpose of this? If I look at it critically and and philosophically, is it, Mm -hmm. is it to restrict, um, the freedoms of, of certain groups of people or is it to, you know, provide freedom from certain, certain other things, right? And there's the clash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is is freedom, as we ascribe it to conscious beings, only applicable to those beings?
1: I think the freedom that we're talking about really is. I know we're going to to talk about animals, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Well, our laws have a tangible effect on... And I'm talking about our as in the human species globally has a tangible effect on the animal life therein. I mean, that's what climate, part of the climate crisis that we are in is because of what collectively around the planet our laws have enabled. It was a right to drill oil. Okay. (laughs) We have the freedom, not the right, the freedom to to use fossil fuels and so on and so forth. So the animal world is certainly affected by that. And and, and they're there from well, there to ours is affected by that.
0: That's an interesting way of putting it. We've talked about laws and mandates and this sort of stuff. I think a, a more accurate way of describing and talking about freedoms on a governmental level is regulation. Right. So. um because that seems to be more in the spirit of what Locke was talking about, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Law, the end of law is really regulating to humans, freedom yeah, and extend freedom. Yes, yeah, regulating okay. society in such a way to preserve and extend yeah. freedom. Yeah. You could definitely make the argument based off of, like, like we were just talking about, the climate crisis, um, that, that fossil fuels and, and some of these things should be regulated in order to preserve the freedoms of future human beings right Mm -hmm, mm um and yeah that's that's an interesting way of of putting it i i wasn't thinking of that one when i when i asked the question i was i was intending to to head us towards the the animal and that's fine because it's always fascinating but and i think that that comes i think that that one comes back to um consciousness right pretty much Um, because if you look up the definition of freedom um it mostly talks about what we've been talking about um, but there is, um, a, a definition of freedom for, um, inanimate objects where it's talking about, um, just having, you know, if you have a, a, a rusted lock, right. It's, it's not free or an engine, right. Right, Free yeah. it up. Yeah, right. Freedom, right. That, 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 that way of that use of uh, the word. Allowing something yeah. to move the way that it, that it should. <laughs> um, so in that way, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at a, let's say a whale in a, a zoo, right. Um, Even if he's if he's uh if you apply the the inanimate object freedom to it, it's probably still not free because it can't move around the way that it should. Mm -hmm. But do the does the conscious definition of freedom that we've talked about or liberty? Do you think any of that applies to to lower level creatures, or is that a uniquely human concept? I I think it. Well,
1: I I think that the people like. Pete Seeger and, and others. It should apply. It should apply to how we think about animals. But then you run into the big clash of of the the hierarchical structure. Us being the alpha predator, so to speak, or or being given uh, license through uh sacred text to dominate the earth uh so we sort of set ourselves aside as we always do from <laughs> yeah. from, from the rest of the place <laughs> yeah
0: because think about this right um this will bring it home to everybody this this concept of freedom right we all have pets mm. now if <laughs> you look at that right yeah so my cats right sometimes i like to tell my wife that our cats are furry prisoners which is technically true. They're indoor cats. They're not free to go wherever they want. They're not free to go wherever they're But they are free from having to worry about hunger or disease or threats of predators or you know accidents with cars, these sorts of things, right? Yes. yes. So that's that's kind of a microcosm of the conversation we've been having, right? It, it is. So in, in this scenario, this, this kind of harkens back to our discussion of the U.S. versus China, right? I'm kind of like China sort of right like with your pet yeah yeah like <laughs> we, we have very strict rules that they're forced to follow um but they have that they're they'll live a, a healthy life because of it right okay uh, to that extent yes but i'm going to challenge you because you let your cat
1: say whatever they want <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no I'm, I'm not in any way any you're, not, any. you're not restricting their their but, yeah, but yeah. yes but for the purposes of what we're saying, absolutely. It's a, it's a gentle, funny uh, way of saying, "Oh yeah, okay."
0: Now I could, you know, if I said, well, "Okay, you you want to go outdoors? Sure, go outdoors or whatever." Um, if the cat gets sick, or the cat gets hit by a car, or the cat gets lost and starves or something, um, the cat technically probably had more liberty than he had under the first condition, mm-hmm. um, but he wasn't free from the dangers of living that sort of life. And
1: and when you acquired the cat, you entered into a an unwritten Well, depending on where you acquired it, you may have signed a form saying you're gonna be good to the cat, you know, mm. it's boiled down, that's what it would. But you've entered something of an unwritten pact with that animal. I will bring you into my space and care for you. Now, that can mean lots of things. People bring their animals into their space and put them outside and say, okay, what happens, happens because you're animals. So I acknowledge that you're not me. I acknowledge that you're not of, uh, but I acknowledge a responsibility to you. But the thing is, the, the animal doesn't acknowledge any responsibility.
0: Back. <laughs> right, they don't have to pay taxes or perform <laughs> services, they or you know, <laughs> they don't have to do anything. Um, but yeah, I mean the the power part of the dynamic is on full display. Because, like you said, you I mean you see animals get abused or neglected or or these mm-hmm. sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I want to want to say right now, you know, I've I've thrown around China a lot in this episode. That's purely for illustrative purposes. I'm not in any way endorsing the government of China or, you know. No, of course not. Of course not. No, just be- trying to to descriptively talk about this interplay between the power the power negotiations between I mean, a person and an individual and then demonstrating that liberty to do things versus the freedom from other things right. right and i think i think the pets that i think people will understand it after talking about that right that was that was pretty cut and dry <laughs> that, that was that, like, that, that was fun <laughs> so is is true freedom merely an abstract unfulfillable concept um do you think there's you know if we're talking about this platonic ideal of freedom right is is anybody ever free and of course, this is getting very big. This is this is almost back to free will and, and determinism and that sort of thing. Well, it, it it very much is back to that
1: because that's that's all locked into this concept we're talking about. Freedom is always a process, and it and it often gets damaged as much as or more than it gets advanced i i am i am not john locke was a man of his time he had his own biases and prejudices that i wouldn't necessarily i, I, I would be insupportable but but the ideas and in their abstract best uh, i find enormously important being being all equal and independent no one ought to harm another in his life health Liberty or possessions. Hmm. Now there's a lot built into that, but, but I think that's where I am with the idea. And of course we live, we, we live as human beings constantly wrestling with. What harm gets done intentionally or unintentionally harming another person, their health, their Liberty or their possessions. Everything from throwing trash out a window, which some people do and lands on somebody's yard, that's harming somebody's possession, so to speak, of that particular kind of land. But that's a really small one, but it's there. Uh, if, I, if, I, if I tell you that you cannot do X, Y, or Z, uh, and you're a person of, of, of legal age, and it, and I tell you, you can't do something because I don't like what you might do. But in fact, it's not going to hurt anybody. Uh, I should be told, you can't tell me that. Hmm. Uh, but it's always a, it's a relationship. And it's a process because there, there's always agents agents or agencies which are... And I'm not saying that in any conspiratorial way that has to do with spies and such. <laughs> the idea of having agency again, philosophically, is that you can take your own action. And, and to have agency is to have the ability to act with freedom or, or within liberty of liberty to act. So we, we are always in flux. Because we have agents or those with agency, clusters of people who, who want to tell people what they can and cannot do. Ultimately, that's what humanity seems to come down to. I want to do this. No, you can't. Why? Because I don't like that you're going to do that or because it's going to take something away from me. When really, it probably wouldn't, <laughs> you know, on and, and, and the, and the finding out who one is in one's life. Or the war, the Ukraine. All right. There, there's a country, a, a country's leader that says, you've always been part of us. We don't acknowledge that you weren't. Even though we acknowledge that you weren't, now we don't acknowledge that you weren't. And so we're just taking you back. In fact, we're, we, you've always been part of us, so we're not even taking you back. We're just protecting you from Nazis. Hmm. Which is which was, yeah, <laughs> As on any in anybody's scale has to be a uh, really a bizarre kind of statement but what is done in the name of oh we're we're being good to you this is where it gets orwellian we have the freedom to give you your freedom back by killing you
0: yeah you know, and that's ah, that's where the gods. that's where the power aspect of this whole discussion kind of comes in right is i think right. up until this point um we've been focusing on the interplay of of freedom and and liberty which is a difficult enough concept in itself to sort of parse apart yeah. um but underneath lying underneath all of that is is the power part of it and like we talked about earlier in the episode the explicit versus implicit messages that that sends and um you know really it's you have to examine the rationale behind the freedoms that that this the organization with the the greater proportion of power is attempting to either free you from or give you the freedom to do right and if those rationales come down to uh, you know something that that <laughs> doesn't make much sense right mm-hmm. or is you know is this something that's sort of intangible like like you were saying well you know you you've had recognized borders but we're not we're not recognizing them. You were always part of us, and now we're going to defend you against something else.
1: Right?
0: It kind of crumbles and falls apart. Um, now it's it's not always that that clear, no, right? And no, there's no. a lot of heavy issues that we haven't talked about um, that 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 have this sort of this sort of battle. Um, you know, things like um, ab- abortion, or um, you know, uh, some of these other things where. Now you're you're looking at now it's okay. Well, we're giving you a rationale, right? Because we're the agency that's in power, and we're saying that we're freeing you or somebody else from this thing, or we're giving you the freedom to do this thing or the other thing. And how the whole interplay works and what the rationale behind it is can be a very difficult thing to, can be. to pick apart.
1: Also, you know, to, to, to be reductive, I could say this. It's essentially to say, and to be reductive, overly simplistic, but it's essentially to say, we, whoever we is, have, have established that you have this right. We have given this right. The whole idea of given, it means that somebody, some group that's, put themselves in a
0: superior position it comes back to what wendy said right if somebody's giving you the the right then that's you are really you're having a liberty without being free Mm -hmm. because because it can be
1: taken away again
0: right right so you're not actually it's not actually freedom it's it's a liberty that is is been given and can be revoked and while we have have remarkable
1: we we, you know human beings have remarkable capacity to to become a a better self. We also have remarkable capacities to want to bully others into not having what we have, to assert an an authoritarian uh, sense of we know what's best, or we'll keep this, you can't have that as much, but otherwise go on with your life. Hmm. And more and more people aren't finding that acceptable anymore that's an
0: old way of thinking that is is yeah on its way out and we've talked about that a lot you know a lot of our our philosophy boils down to um looking at those those underlying structures you know the the tribalism that is sort of biologically inherent Mm -hmm. in being a human being and then um you know the 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 need to categorize to develop categories and to to pass judgment on on what is right and wrong and, and these sorts of Things and that 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 plays a, a large part into who has power and, and who's assigning what liberties and and freedoms are,
1: are Rousseau possible. says that the the, the Jean Jacques Rousseau oh, the, the social contract is about pr- proposing and putting in place some kind of 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 securing of a civil society of civil freedom. That should accompany life in society, which is to say you could have a life in a society, as you were talking about, but you might not have much freedom at all,
0: Mm.
1: but you have freedom from. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, This freedom is tempered by an agreement not to harm one's fellow citizens. And Rousseau, in his optimism, thought that, that that meant that that restraint would lead people to be more moral and more rational. (laughs) And I love the (laughs) optimism. I I have to keep optimistic, uh, uh, even if it's just a tiny little candle flame sometimes, uh, because we have seen the capacities when when we're at our best. And despite a lot of rhetoric that one hears, I will never assert that we are at our best because of a war. You know, we we are at our best when we're trying to when we're trying to make sure that everyone has the freedom to be fully human.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, this has been a this has been a good discussion. I I think that this one would. would be a little bit controversial i'm sure there's people out there that want to pull their hair out or yell at us or whatever (laughs) um and that's fine we've 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 covered a lot of heavy topics recently and um you know even if it's for illustrative purposes um a lot of people have uh are you know we're born into an environment that encourages us to think certain ways about things and so um, sometimes it's difficult to hear things that go against that, even if it's even if it's only for illustrative purposes. If, even it's if it's for it's illustrative for, purposes, for critical it, thinking.
1: It, I would. It, this is absolutely important that you just said because it's. I'm not sitting here thinking I know how to run the world. There's an old song. He can't even run his own life. I'll be damned if he'll run mine. <laughs> That's a, it's a it's a it's a a tagline in that song. That's not what this is about. You know, for me, it is always about fundamentally treating people as equal human beings. Uh, The Kantian people as an end in themselves, not a means to something. And looking at what one does and say, well, what am I doing? Am Am I bullying at somebody in order to make them do what I do? Or am I saying... You have freedom to do what you do as long as it's not uh, destructive of, of
0: your neighbors. Yeah, I think that that, um, that idea, the, the equality of, of all humans, that's sort of the I think, therefore I am of freedom, right? If you start from that point, if you strip everything else away and you start from that point and then you critically examine um, your place in society as part of that, it's going to always lead you to a place where freedom and liberty is, is balanced for all people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I can sit here as, as you know, a, a white man and say, okay, all people should be created equal. And then I can critically objectively examine not only history, but the current state of affairs and the current, the way things go, you can see, you can see how that isn't happening right and then the study that you mentioned earlier in the episode about how the united states doesn't rank very high in freedom among countries some of that starts to make sense a little bit right so i think that's that's a, a good place to start thinking about freedom i think it's a good place to end the show and um, we'll promise the listeners a little bit a, a lighter episode. We we've, we've been yep. talking about some heavy topics recently. What do you think? Do you want to do Godzilla next time? Let's do Godzilla. Godzilla. Go. Will be. Right. So next time we'll talk about city crushing lizards. Until next time, keep talking.